to another great edition of Strong Style. It's all kinds of things that's going off on this computer. Apparently they're as excited as we are. We've got big announcements. We're going to talk uh, upcoming events such as Bellator 256, UFC Fight Night, WrestleMania is now two nights. We are going to preview uh, both nights. It actually started here a few minutes ago of uh, NXT Stand and Deliver. There is just so much. To talk about, as always, there is. uh, I mean, seriously, they're just up and down each and every week between Bellator, between the UFC between Triller, between all the wrestling organizations, they never miss a moment to capitalize and make the most of an opportunity. It's where I give them the most credit. That's why these organizations do as good as they do. And I'm glad they do. I'm sure you're glad they do. Once again, I am uh, I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome into Strong Style, where we talk about MMA, we talk about combat sports, and we talk about the world of pro wrestling, and each and every week the big things that are brought to us. Uh, I'm going to address a rumor as well when we get to that a little later in the show. What do I want to start with? I want to start with the thing that I don't understand why more people are not talking about it. And that is the Triller Fight Night event coming up next Saturday. Next Saturday, a week from this Saturday. We're talking 10 days away. Why are more people not talking about this? This is a huge deal. There are two fights booked. There are numerous, numerous, see if I can find that list again, numerous musical acts that are all going to be there. Um, let's see if we can find these. I had them all listed at one time. Here we go. All right. So here's the card, right? Here's the card. There are actually three fights. There's one I didn't even know about. Uh, Pro Grace is going to take on uh, Red Koch. I don't know anything about that fight. I'll be honest. I'm going to look that up as soon as this show is done. I'm not even going to pause this show to look it up. I'm going to look it up when I'm done because I want to understand it even more. Because there's a good chance I'm going to do a Triller video sometime, maybe later this week, maybe sometime this weekend, all about the Triller Fight Club event on April 17th. I'll be honest, I'm still waiting to hear back if I will be there in person or if I will be watching uh, from the view I have right now. Uh, this thing is hosted by Snoop Dogg, by the way. Musical performances. See if you've heard of some of these people. Mount Westmore. Major Lazer. Diplo. Saweetie. Doja Cat. The Black Keys. Yes, those, the Black Keys. Not to be outdone. Because he has a huge interest in not only his Toronto Maple Leafs, who we talk about on our hockey show all the time. Justin Bieber. The Biebs is going to be there. He's going to be performing. Those are all the performances that are booked. Who knows who else shows up? With Snoop Dogg in there, hey, maybe he jumps in with some of these guys. I'd be willing to bet he does. These are just some musical acts. Just told you about the third fight. The second fight. Yes, Steve Cunningham versus Frank Mir. 
If you're from the boxing world, you know who Cunningham is. If you're from the MMA world, you know who Frank Mir is. If you're a Brock Lesnar fan, you probably don't like Frank Mir. He ruined Brock Lesnar's debut. That was a good knee bar. By the way, Frank, I thought it was a real good knee bar uh, on an inexperienced fighter. Even an experienced fighter. I'm not sure he would have really got out of that. Anyway, and then the main event. The main event. It's Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. Let's think about this. Ben Askren, MMA fighter. Holds a pretty damn good record as an MMA fighter. Is he a pro boxer? No. Can he stand and, and, and box and trade hands? Yeah. Seen him do it multiple times. Uh, here's something that, that, uh, that Chael, Uncle Chael, Chael Sonnen, for people who don't know who that is, Uncle Chael P. Sonnen, brought up. Because he and, and I apparently are two of the main people talking about this. Ariel and, and DC kind of do... I uh, think I heard Bisping mention it a little bit. Nobody's talking about it like me and TLP. You just may have heard of TLP. Either way, welcome to Ben Askren. Here's what we know about Ben Askren. His fighting. His we know we can look up his record. We can look at it as at his history. His is is uh, we can YouTube his fights. We can see that when he is smashed in the nose, when he is knocked down, he gets back up and keeps fighting. We know about that. He has fought a majority of a fight with a smashed-in nose, black eyes, uh, probably hearing loss from being boxed in the ear, things like that. We know that. And these are not to discount from his opponent. I'm just, this is where I'm going with this. We have also seen Ben Askren misjudged Jorge Masvidal and his intentions get knocked out in about four, four and a half seconds flat by a flying knee. He bent down to, I think, to try to take him down because he saw him running at him. He thought for sure he was going to do, he was going to do something else. And instead he bent down to try to grab him, I think. And, uh, uh, he caught a knee flush to the top of the head that would knock anybody out. I dare anybody. I don't want, I don't want anybody to actually do this. This is like standing in front of a uh, a batting cage pitching machine or something like this. This is the Happy Gilmore thing is garbage. All right, it, don't do that, kids. Don't do that. You did not hear that here, and you will not hear that here. Hopefully, you didn't hear that anywhere. Do not stand in front of a pitching machine. It's stupid. He caught that. He caught that knee flush in the top of the head. Great for Masvidal. It launched the uh, Masvidal mania which uh, has worked out pretty well. But uh, it ain't. it's not like Ben Askren has been a bum. Ben Askren has continued to fight and do well. He's well-rounded enough to, he is, uh, he is co-hosted at media events. Ben Askren continues to fight. He didn't, he's not embarrassed by that. He didn't hang up the, the trunks and hang up the, the gloves and say, no, nah, that was just too bad. No, he continued to fight. So we know Ben Askren can take a punch. He can take a hit. He can take uh, what would probably embarrass most people, and he got up. And now he, he's fighting Jake Paul in a boxing match. Boxing rules. So let's go to Jake Paul. Jake Paul and his brother Logan, we know that. They have been fighting on YouTube. And it's not just backyard stuff. This is not Kimbo stuff. This is not Kimbo Slice stuff, all right? No, they, uh, for the most part, have been in organized events. Uh, and here's, here's uh, I'm going to give a way better preview of this on, on that trailer video, hopefully. Uh, you know, as far as who is the more polished fighter, uh, probably Ben Askren. But he's also not going to come in and necessarily be boxing, like by the book boxing. He's going to be fighting. With his hands. Jake Paul. Here's the advantages I think he has. Jake Paul. Oh, we'll lead in that. Jake Paul has been training like a fiend. He has been training like there's no tomorrow. We've seen the videos, including, I'm going to keep mentioning this, on Triller. 
do not own Triller, get on tri Triller. I'm not going to tell you what other social media compares to. I'm just going to tell you that I think it's better. And no, they do not sponsor this podcast. If they want to, I will talk more about them. We have seen Jake Paul work out. Jorge Masvidal has trained with him. And he said, you know what? The kid's got something. The kid has been training his ass off. Kid has, you know, he has fundamentals. He has, he has the some form. What he also has, which I think is his biggest attribute, is the unpredictability. We have no idea what he will do in certain situations. The only situations we have seen is when he boxed Nate Robinson, and the few fights we have seen on the internet, YouTube, and other places like that. Before that. We have seen a very limited sample size of what Jake Paul can do. In watch, if you watch some of the earlier stuff up until the Nate Robinson fight, up until the things he's training now, you can see some evolution there. You can see some things are getting polished. He's going to be ready to go for however, what is this, 8 or 10 rounds? I honestly don't know. My guess is 8 or 10. I believe he could make it all of those. He doesn't want to. Just like Ben Askren doesn't want this to go the distance. Because when this gets turned over to the judges, no matter what decision is made, people are going to question it. These two fighters need to end this before it gets to the judges. Or unless they're going to run it back for a second fight, and I, I don't see that. I see Jake Paul fighting somebody else. I see Ben Askren back in the octagon. But this is huge. This happens right here at Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta. Like I said, the unpredictability of Paul, the history of Askren, tells us this is going to be a great, great futuristic combat war. It is, it's, it's one of the biggest events of the past couple of years. This is the biggest Triller event. This is, uh, they're, they're already in the works about other ones. This Triller Fight Club, like I said, April 17th, that is a week from this Saturday, is just a massive, huge, as many words as I can say here, it is a, an important fight, not only for Jake Paul, not only for Triller, for Ben Askren, for Frank Mir, for Steve Cunningham. It's a big event for Snoop Dogg. I mean, what gets, what, how can you get any bigger than that? Hopefully, if you want to attend the fight, you have uh, looked into tickets. I'm sure you can go to, I think it's trillerfightclub.net.com. It's one of those. Look it up. Google it. You can also go to Triller's app. They have many, many links you can follow to do that. If you're not going to attend live, if you don't live in this general area, travel's kind of weird right now still, you, want, you know, order the bite. It's going to be just spectacular. It's going to be just unbelievable. And like I said, I'm going to I'm gonna do some sort of Social media video. I'm going to put it up on Triller this weekend, um, Saturday, more than likely. It's supposed to rain like hell here. I'm going to put this up with with my my pick. Um, I'm going to talk more about this next week. If if this doesn't get you excited for this fight, then I don't know what will. I don't. I don't know what will. So, all right, talked about that. Like I said, I that's not a uh, contractually bound thing. That's a, no, I, I enjoy the Triller app. I enjoy, I enjoy uh, Jake Paul and Ben Askren on social media, especially Triller. They've done some really cool stuff there. Um, I enjoy and appreciate the importance of this event. And I hope other people do too. Uh, let's let's just keep talking combat sports. <laughs> I mean, well, they're all combat sports. But let's keep talking fighting, right? Let's keep talking fighting. So in doing so, let's talk about you know UFC had the night off, had the weekend off. Let's talk about the main card of Bellator two fifty five. Uh, in what ended up being my favorite 
fight of the main card. It happened to be the opening match, but I felt like it was the best overall fight. Hold on a second. It just jumped on me. Anyway, it was Watanabe and, uh, and, and Laura. I ended up a split decision for Watanabe. I'm sure Laura appreciates the the nod, but uh, she no, she she shouldn't have got awarded that a uh, win on that fight by any of the judges. It's Alejandro Lara, by the way, and Kana Watanabe. Uh, it was a great fight. Uh, it was really close for the most part, but I would say 60-40 Watanabe over Lara in that one. Uh, it it just really it was it was two ladies that were trading holds. They were trading punches, trading kicks. This was like a sparring match on steroids. But in sparring, it's nobody was holding back. These these girls were just hammering. Just hammering. And uh, somewhere down the road, not next, but somewhere down the road, if they wanted to uh, rehash this and do it again, I'm in. I'm in. But uh, Watanabe was a split decision in that one. Now, Usman Nurmagomedov. He took on Mike Hamill, ended up a submission in round number one. Usman ended up with the win in that one. Uh, this this started off as a pretty good fight, and then Usman just said, you know what, bet you hadn't seen this before. And, uh, and uh, just super win by him. He improves to 12-0-0. Uh, Mike Hamill, don't hold your head, man. <laughs> It was good. You had a good shot. And then Usman found that spot and got you. Uh, Jack May took on Tyrell Fortune. Tyrell Fortune spun the Wheel of Fortune, got the TKO in round number one. Once again, Jack May, hold your head high, man. But Tyrell Fortune dropped the hatchet right there. He dropped the hatchet. Uh, Jason Johnson took on Neiman Gracie. Johnson actually gets a unanimous decision here. Neiman looked a little confused by it, but I think if he went back and watched that fight, Neiman never did anything to really take charge. Jackson or Jason Johnson seemed to control a lot of the action. Uh, it once again, it was like a 60 40 thing to me is, is Jason just controlled more of the action. He was doing a little more damage. Neiman just, was just like he was uh, just hanging around wanting to make the end of the fight. Neiman, I know you fight way better than that. Um, I look forward to your next fight. You're going to be super motivated, and I feel bad for whoever your opponent is. But uh, congratulations, Jason Johnson. Unanimous decision on that. And then the final fight of the night, the main event, which was also part of the Featherweight Grand Prix. The featherweight champion, Patricio Pitbull. Some people say he's the best in the world. He took on Emmanuel Sanchez, who wanted to prove that wrong. Well, Patricio Pitbull, Emmanuel Sanchez traded a lot of blows. It went back and forth for a little, for a few minutes. Uh, then at one point, uh, Emmanuel got rocked a little bit. Patricio put the Guillotine on, really locked it in. Got the submission in round number one. And uh, even Sanchez, you couldn't say anything about it. At the end, people were like, well, they called it early. or Because at one time, Patricio looks up at the ref and he goes, he's out. Like, I feel him limp. He, he's out. And so he tests the arm and everything, he, he, you know. And uh, Emmanuel said that. He goes, he, he shook his head like, no, he had me. But uh, now Patricio, Pitbull moves on to... Uh, he moves on to a uh, big fight. Not sure when that is exactly. It's got to be later in late May, early June, maybe. But he takes on he will take on 
cannot think of it and it is bugging me. There it is. Undefeated. Just had a birthday. Sorry for screwing that up. AJ McKee in the finals of the Featherweight Grand Prix. Yep, we get 17 and 0. AJ McKee. Who was in the who was in the uh, cage? They stood face to face. They were jawing a little bit. Actually had to be separated, which is uh, kind of want to see a little fire between them. But you're gonna see Patricio Pitbull and A.J. McKee square off in the Grand Prix. This is why you have these tournaments. We have had nothing but great featherweight matchups all until now. And then you get this final, which you couldn't put this together any better. This may be one of the biggest fights in Bellator history. Undefeated A.J. McKee. I know I keep saying that. Undefeated 17-0. and he has run through everybody except Patricio Pitbull, who is the current champion. So it's not only for the Grand Prix, it's for the belt. And these two, man, it's this is going to be just, just exceptional. It is going to be exceptional. Like I said, I guess it's going to happen somewhere in June would be my guess. I honestly haven't seen anything about it yet. Like, I've, I know they, they're putting it together. I just haven't seen what day it is. That's on me. But, uh, yeah. That is just insane. Let's talk about... Let's talk about Bellator 256. Bellator 256. Let's talk about the main card because it is unbelievable. The prelims are pretty damn cool too. But here's the main event. I'm not going to go through the whole card. So main event. This is this Friday on Showtime. This Friday on Showtime. You get Goiti Namochi or Yamochi at 25-4-0 from Brazil. He's going to take on Dan Moray who is 14-6. Throw the records out. These two in the lightweight division are going to just hammer each other. Uh, in the flyweight for the women, you get Liz Carmouche. She's going to take on Vanessa Porto. Unbelievable matchup. Can Carmouche use the momentum from her last fight to take out Vanessa Porto? Can Porto kind of weather the storm? And pull off the victory. I'm going to watch Friday. I hope you do too. We get the return again. This is the second fight of course. Kat Zangano. You know you're a Kat Zangano fan. She's taking she's taking her 11-4-0 record. Against the 4-1 Olivia Parker. This is either another proving ground shot for Kat Zangano. Uh, and the featherweight to pretty much, I think if she wins something like this, she's probably staring at a, a title shot very soon, either the next fight or the one after that. But Olivia Parker can take out Kat Zingano and find herself maybe in a title discussion. It's going to be just fantastic. There's still two more fights. Featherweight guys, you're going to get Adam Borix taking on Jeremy Kennedy. 16-1 versus 16-2. This is, I mean... It just doesn't get any better than this unless you count the main event. Two of my favorite fighters in Bellator. Leota Machida. This is in the light heavyweight Grand Prix, which is why it's going to be a little weird here in a minute. Leota Machida. The Ageless Wonder. It's going to take on another Ageless Wonder in Ryan Bader. And this is why it gets a little weird. Ryan Bader is the current Heavyweight champion of Bellator. 
but he's dropping down a light heavyweight to be in this tournament because he wants to be Grand Prix champion. Maybe hold both belts. I guess we'll see. It doesn't get much bigger right now than Ryan Bader, Leota Machida. You know, it just doesn't. While we're previewing big, uh, big events, why don't we talk about UFC Fight Night, where Marvin Angry, I'm going to follow you, Chael, Angry Marvin Vittori is going to take on Kevin Holland. Yeah, that Kevin Holland, the one that fought five times last year and went five and up. He fought one time this year. It looked uh, not quite as focused against Derek Brunson and Derek Brunson beat him. That's what happens. But in this fight, you know, you had uh, Darren Till break his collarbone. So he's out. So. Who steps in? Kevin Holland. Can Kevin Holland, who just got exposed in his last match for some things that he needs to do to fix, can he fix those real quickly? Can he be more focused on a 10 days notice? Well, guess what? We're going to find out. We're definitely going to find out. What else is on this card? You know what else is on this card. I would tell you more about it, but it just reset. (laughs) That's how technology works. Let's see if we can get that fired back up. This card, though, man, it's, it's something else. And they are on Saturday. Come on now. Great radio, I know. Great, great overall podcasting. I understand that. Here we go. We're going to get Arnold Allen versus Sadiq Youssef in the featherweight division. That's 11-1 versus 16-1. You get Sam Alvey taking on Julian Marquez. You get a... uh, Alish Cobb, Kizrev, Kizrev, I'm saying that right, against Kyle Dawkins. Dawkins kind of running his mouth here lately about wanting some bigger opportunities. Well, here's one right here against 13-0, Alish Cobb, Kizrev. Nina Ansaroff versus Mackenzie Dern. Yep, Mackenzie Dern's back. And you get action Mike Perry against Daniel Rodriguez. That's just the main card. We're getting into some prelim. Jim Miller is fighting Joe Selecki. Jim Miller, man, he has had, let me do math real quickly, 47 total fights. He's had like 40 of those in the UFC. Unbelievable. You're going to get Jorgen DeCastro versus uh, Jaris Dano. There's even an early prelim. This it's just loaded. It's from the AP. It's from the Apex in Las Vegas. UFC Fight Night is just it's loaded. Go watch it. That being said, we've got WrestleMania on a two night event. Uh, night number one, which is on Saturday. You're going to get the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. I'll tell you right now, this is going to be a, an all-out just brawl fest. These two are just going to power move, power move, power move. It's a heavyweight championship bout for sure. On my prediction, Bobby Lashley retains because it makes the most sense. But it's also WWE, so who knows? 
Uh, Sasha Banks is going to defend the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. I don't know. I'm not, I don't think. I, I think Bianca hasn't set up enough of a foundation to be champ. But also, it's WWE, so there's a chance she could win. Uh, I'm not the world's biggest Sasha fan, but once again, I don't think Bianca should just walk in and get a title shot, which will lead me to a whole. It'll lead me to another match here in a minute. Um, I got. I got Bobby retaining. I'll say Sasha retains. I I, I I don't think Bianca's WrestleMania moment should be right now because it just doesn't really lead in a good spot. Uh, this could be an interesting matchup coming up. You got Bad Bunny and Damian Priest are going to take on The Miz and John Morrison. They changed this at the last minute. I like that they did this. It was just going to be Bad Bunny and The Miz. In case something happens, you need to pick the matchup. You've had Damian Priest, who is who has got the rocket ship. Uh, strapped on his back, and you got John Morrison, who is just a great performer and mechanic when he needs to be. So if things start to fall apart, you've got two more people to help uh, keep this around, even though I think Bad Bunny and The Miz are going to do a pretty good job. Obviously, Bad Bunny and, and Damian Priest are going to win this because why bring somebody in if they're going to lose? This one, this this next matchup could steal the card. And... Uh, I'll be honest, after previewing WrestleMania and previewing the NXT stand and deliver here next, probably no reason to talk WWE this week. I'll go right into the other ones. This will probably steal the card. Cesaro is going to take on Seth Rollins. Cesaro, once again, the up-and-comer, looks like he's finally getting the main event nod to be up on, uh, on the upper level where we all thought he should be. And Seth Rollins, who is an A-plus performer, he is not quite to this level, but he reminds me a lot of Shawn Michaels as far as when the lights are on, Seth is is the go. Uh, who do I think is going to win this? Cesaro should, because Rollins is returning, and it doesn't matter if he wins or loses this point, Cesaro could use the bump. I will go Cesaro, and I will go back through these in a minute in case you're keeping track. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Championship, you're going to get the New Day versus AJ and Omos. They've done a pretty good job pushing this feud. The better team is the New Day. Omos is a wild card. He, he's, he's the Jake Paul of this, this matchup. We just don't know. We know he's big. We know he's probably powerful. We know he moves like a giant tall guy. So this one's kind of up in the air. You would think the New Day would retain, but uh, if they're wanting to kind of push almost a little bit, uh, AJ and almost might get it. I'm going to say the New Day retains. Uh, Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman in a steel cage match. Shane has something up his sleeve. There is, there's, this makes no sense. This is how people die. Uh, unless Shane just wants to take another crazy bump in the middle of the match, it's very possible. Uh, Braun Strowman, uh, Shane can hold his own for a little bit, but Braun is just too big, too bad, too powerful. He's going to crush Shane outside of something crazy happening. I don't know if this is a way to, to push Braun Strowman up a little bit back into the main event matchup because he's been out so long. But I just feel like Shane with Elias and, and Jackson Riker is going to have something up his sleeve, probably involving those two. I don't know if Braun pulls it off after that, but I think Shane wins because he's a McMahon and he doesn't like losing at WrestleMania very often. Naomi and Lana are going to take on Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, who are going to take on the Riot Squad, who are going to take on Natalia and Tamina in a tag team turmoil match. I think that pretty much means um, it's, uh, four teams in a match. I, I think they have to tag in in this one. I, I, they lose me in some of this. They may all start in the match. But the winners of this night one battle will take on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the tag, Women's Tag Team Championships on night number two. Well, here's the weird thing. Um, Naomi and Lana, I think, recently had a title opportunity. They lost. The Riot Squad have had a title, title opportunity. They lost. I think Natalya and Tamina have. But either way, if they did, they lost. 
Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, I don't think they have. So they could win this match. But I just feel like Natalia and Tamina are getting pushed a little bit here, and they're a pretty solid team. They uh, they have now gotten gear that, that matches. Uh, give me Natalia and Tamina to win this, because I think they are the better matchup for Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. But none of these teams have enough clout to, to be able to beat Shayna and Nia. And, and if they do, it would be because the two of them exploded. I will get into that match later. On night number two. I'm going to start at the bottom because I just saw they had the main event at the top. Uh, let's see. looks like uh, maybe on the kickoff you get the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, with which is uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode are going to take on the Street Profits. The Street Profits are good. Uh Ziggler and Rude are way better. They're they're really becoming a great tag team. I think they they should. This would be a decent competitive match. But in the end, pick Rude and Ziggler. They're they're just that good. Women's tag team championship: Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Remember, I told you I think um, Tamina and Natalia will be the winners there. I think they just match up better. Natalia is more MMA based as far as the way she wrestles. I think she would make a good MMA fighter if she wanted to be. Uh, and as far as somebody to match up with the power and size of Nia Jax, well, Tamina's pretty close. I still don't think anybody's going to beat Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler unless Reginald, the sudden love interest of Nia Jax, becomes an issue and it splits the champions. I don't know, because then it leaves them both in limbo. So we'll see. But um, I, I would take I would take Nia and, and Shayna to retain there. United States Championship, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. We all know Matt Riddle's going to retain. It sucks that Sheamus is still jobbing out to lesser talents. Uh, Mustafa, uh, Mustafa Ali had a chance to kind of get out of this match, and, and uh, because of Sheamus and, and Riddle, he, he kind of blew it. I don't know what he'll be doing now that he's not in part of Retribution. That's a whole weird issue. Give me Matt Riddle to retain as much as I, it just it hurts me. It hurts me to say that. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens should win this, but I'm going to say pick Sami Zayn because the way Zayn has been presented and the way Zayn has presented himself lately, the whole conspiracy thing, it would just be a good WrestleMania moment if Kevin Owens did his buddy Sami a, a, a solid here. So as much as, as, as uh, a lot of people would disagree with me, give me Sami Zayn. I think he wins this. Maybe the uh, the production crew helped him out. Who knows? Intercontinental Championship. Big E is going to take on Apollo Crews. They're really building up Apollo. I don't think they've built him up enough. He could use a couple minions with him, even though I don't know who you'd really put with him. There's nobody right off the top of my head. Um, but Big E is going to retain and, win, and and keep his belt unless... Unless they are going to take the title off of Big E so that he can move on to bigger things. Which should worry Cesaro that even though he may be getting the bump up, Big E could be right there as well. Uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. I'm pretty sure this is just a straight up match. We have seen the new Burnt Fiend. I don't know... If it's going to be The Fiend, if it's going to be Bray Wyatt, hopefully it is The Fiend. Hopefully this is the last match between these two because this has drug on for a long time and it's been very, very relevant. Don't mess this up and let it go longer than it should. That's what I think. I would say, unless you're boosting Randy to get a title shot soon, Bray Wyatt should be the one to win this match. Let, uh, let Alexa have something to do with it. Not necessarily interfere, but... Let her have something to do with it. Because she needs to kind of split. Not split. She needs to stay with The Fiend. But she needs to start doing some women's matches again. I think I think it's time for her to be back in there. Raw Women's Championship. You get Ashka defending her belt against Rhea Ripley. Same thing I said about Bianca Belair. The only reason Rhea Ripley is in this opportunity is because Charlotte Flair uh, is going to be absent because of virus, 
a bunch of other things that seem to be going on between her and WWE. Some may or may not have to do with Andrade. Who's, who she's engaged to. It is what it is. But Rhea Ripley hadn't been here near long enough to beat Oshka. This could be a good moment for her. She she gets uh, a WrestleMania match against Charlotte, does really well. WrestleMania match against Rhea Ripley, I mean against Oshka, uh, uh, and does really well the following year. And then she could just be a, a solid person on Raw and build up. And, uh, you know, she gets a rematch next year or gets to be a champion later on, fine. So she beats Oshka here, and it's a shame. Take Oshka. And in the main event, the main main event, as it should be, because it includes the winner of the Royal Rumble, Edge. Edge is going to take on Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. A lot of people say, how did Daniel get in this match? This is how. Because it adds just a little extra wrinkle to this, because The Miz no longer has the money in the bank. There's not that wrinkle you can throw in. And this makes it to where Roman doesn't have to be a part of the, the pinfall or submission to lose his title. So he doesn't look weak. That way, Edge can win and be the champion going forward. He could be Daniel Bryan, to which Roman says, hey, I didn't lose the title. I wasn't part of the uh, the pinfall. I wasn't a part of the, you didn't spear me and, and, uh, and pin me. So we get Roman Reigns Edge at... Money in the Bank or whatever pay-per-view follows WrestleMania. And Daniel Bryan can, you know, hey, I lost my shot. Go back to what he was doing. Help him pull people up. That's what I think is going to happen. I think Edge is going to win. I think Edge is going to retain it. Or Edge is going to get the title. It's going to be Daniel Bryan. And uh, Roman's going to cry foul, as he should. And it makes total sense. So let's let's recap those real quick. We'll start with uh, night two. Take Ziggler and Rude over the Street Profits for the SmackDown tag titles. For the women's tag team titles, take Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Take Riddle over Sheamus in the U.S. Championship. Take Sami Zayn over Kevin Owens. Appreciate it, Kevin. Uh, take Big E to retain against Apollo Crews. But if he doesn't, don't be that surprised. That means Big E may be in a, title, a bigger title picture soon. Uh, take Bray Wyatt over Randy Orton. Take Oshka over Rhea Ripley to keep the Raw Women's Championship. Take Edge to beat Daniel Bryan and take Roman Reigns Championship, which will set up some other fun things there. Uh, take Natalya and Tamina to win the Women's Tag Team Turmoil match. Take Shane McMahon to have the help of many other people to beat Braun Strowman in a steel cage match. I think he's going to win a pinfall, by the way. In some weird way. You would think escaping the cage would be how he would cut cowered out. I think he wins by pinfall. Uh, let's have the New Day beating AJ and Omos for the Raw Tag Team Championship. I don't have many belts moving because it's WrestleMania. Uh, take Cesaro over Seth Rollins. Take Bad Bunny and Damian Priest over the Miz and Morrison. Take Sasha Banks to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship over Bianca Belair. And take... Uh, the almighty Bobby Lashley over Drew McIntyre to retain the belt in that one. Now, let's talk NXT TakeOver. There's so much. I'm just previewing things, which uh, actually started tonight. Anyway, this is a two-night event. Uh, night number one is on Peacock and USA. Night number two is just on Peacock. Here's what it is. Night number one, you get the... NXT Women's Championship match, Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez. Unless Io is getting the bump up, I don't think Raquel Gonzalez is going to win. They've done an okay job of, of uh, pushing her up. But once again, I think you you uh, move Raquel Gonzalez away from Dakota Kai because I think Dakota Kai is going to be a WrestleMania call, uh, post-WrestleMania caller. Uh, take Io Shirai to retain. The NXT United Kingdom Championship, Walter, the champion, is going to take on Tommaso Ciampa. They've already split Champa for a minute because Timothy Thatcher uh, is is not you know they're they're already not tagging they they moved him immediately to take on Walter I think Thatcher's dinged up um, never was real big on that tag team anyway I'm a big fan of Champa really am a fan of Tommaso Champa I think Walter retains he's got 
unless Thatcher comes down to evens the odds, he's got two other members of Imperium around him. I think they actually have three. Depends on how many of them show up. But either way, I think he's got uh, more muscle than Champa, and I think he wins that one. Retains his belt. NXT Tag Team Championship, which is currently vacant. You get Legato Del Fantasma versus the Grizzled Young Vets versus MSK. They really, really like MSK right now. But I'll be honest, I think it makes more sense for Legato Del Fantasma to have the belts and have the other two chasing them. So I'm going to say Legato Del Fantasma. I just uh, think they're more established. I think it makes better sense to have them as the champs, and that means MSK can come after them. Uh, you're going to get a gauntlet match for a North American title shot on night two. I kind of like doing that. That's kind of cool. Wrestling back-to-back like that. Uh, Leon Ruff and Isaiah Swerve Scott are going to start the match, and then every three minutes you're going to get somebody added to it. You're going to get Bronson Reed, and then Cameron Grimes, and then Dexter Loomis, and then L.A. Knight. Who do I think is going to win this? Uh, the North American champion is Johnny Gargano, who, let's be honest, is a heel. So, I think it is either going to, well, I mean, who makes the most sense? Dexter, Dexter Loomis, because all four members of the Gargano squad have some sort of affiliation or tie, good or bad, with Loomis. So, you know what? Give me Dexter Loomis. I was going to say Bronson Reed as a backup, but give me Dexter Loomis to win that. Tony Storm is going to take on Zoe Stark as part of the pre-show match. Uh... They really like Zoe Stark. I think they're going to really try to push her there, but she should not beat Tony Storm. Tony Storm is too much of a veteran. I'm picking Tony Storm, even though I feel like Zoe Stark's going to win. Once again, newcomers coming in, wrecking the place, beating everybody, and it's it's goofy. I don't like. It. Um, night number two. I'm going to come back to that because that is the. Okay, I'm going to start at the bottom here. Because I'm going to end with the main event. NXT Cruiserweight Championship. In a, in a ladder match, you get the English champ, Jordan Devlin, versus the American champ, I guess, Santos Escobar. Jordan Devlin and Santos Escobar are two of the most pound-for-pound, pound, unbelievably great Unbelievably great wrestlers in this company, by far. This is a, if you're gonna if, if you could just watch like one or two matches, I think this has to be one of them. This this is gonna be a classic ladder match. Uh, I'm glad it's a ladder match. Kind of wish it wasn't. I really wish they just wrestle. But they didn't ask me, and I think a ladder match, especially introduced by HBK, as to how they're gonna handle this makes the most sense and it's going to merge the two belts because Jordan Devlin was the champ until he got stuck because of the virus in England. We could only wrestle over that way. Santos Escobar won the tournament here. I think it's a perfect opportunity. I'm actually going to say Escobar is going to win this, but then Jordan Devlin is going to have a rematch somewhere down the road and we'll go from there. NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. You're going to get Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, the champs versus the way they are a part of that's Candice LeRae. Indy Hartwell. Uh, they're going to let Shotzi and Ember keep it because they don't have anything better for them to do and they want to keep them out of the singles world right now. And they're actually a pretty good team. They're a very marketable team. People like them. They're fun. They're charismatic. They're, they're cool like that. Um, I very much think Shotzi and Ember are going to retain. North American Championship. Johnny Gargano versus, they don't know yet. Why don't they know yet? They haven't had the tournament match I just told you about. I think it's going to be Gargano versus Dexter Loomis. That makes the most sense. If it's Bronson Reed, even either way. Uh, and in that match, I think I think Johnny Wrestling's going to win. <laughs> I think Johnny Wrestling's going to beat either one of them. It's, it's, it's out there. Uh, Adam Cole, Bebe, in an unsanctioned match, is going to take on lifelong friend, somewhat, Kyle O'Reilly. These two are going to beat the holy hell out of each other. I'm going to say Kyle O'Reilly wins this because I think Adam Cole is coming to either Raw or SmackDown very, very soon as part of a post-WrestleMania call-up. 
Yes, that means some of your favorite people will be cut. That's just how that works. Can't keep everybody. Uh, but give me Kyle O'Reilly to win this. Uh, just I have a feeling Kyle O'Reilly is, is uh, going to win it, and he can stay in NXT and continue to kind of carry that strong style. Big-time striker persona. It's very legit, too, by the way. And then your NXT championship, Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. This is easy to me. This is this okay. If you can only watch two matches, right? I said that earlier. I would watch the latter match of uh, Jordan Devlin and uh, uh, Escobar, and I would watch the NXT Championship because Finn Balor, Karrion Cross might go down as one of the best matches in NXT history if it works out the way I think it will. I think Karrion Cross wins the belt because Finn's done a lot. He's faced a lot of people which is why it's time for a reset. Give it to Karrion Cross. He beats Finn Balor. Balor goes into some other stuff for a while. Now you can get all these other, because they're both heels, which is weird. But now you get all the other guys uh, that, uh, it's a muscle champion. You can get um, Bronson Reed. You can get uh, just a lot of other people that can now chase Karrion Cross, and Finn Balor can do some other stuff. And, you know, Karrion Cross is, a, is supposed to be a heel, but some people kind of like him. So we'll see what happens there, but I'm taking Karrion Cross. I think he's going to win. So let's go over those real quick. On night number two, take Santos Escobar to win the cruiser, or to retain the Cruiserweight Championship against Jordan Devlin in a ladder match. What could be the second-best match on the card? Maybe the first. Shotzi and Ember Moon are going to retain the tag titles over the way. Gargano's going to retain the North American Championship against whoever he faces. I think, like I said, either Dexter Loomis or Bronson Reed. Kyle O'Reilly is going to beat Adam Cole in an unsanctioned match. It is going to be a bloody war, I think. And Karrion Cross is going to be your new NXT Championship. Because remember... He had to relinquish it about a year ago when he separated his shoulder. So I think they're going to give him the chance to have his run back because Finn kind of took it over at that point. He's had it ever since. So I, I feel like he's going to give it back. Uh, take Tony Storm over Zoe Stark. If not, that's a crying shame. Uh, just told you whether Dexter Loomis or Bronson Reed win the big gauntlet match. Go with them. Uh, I think Legado Del Fantasma is going to win the Tag Team Championships. Yes, that gives that group three championships, if I am correct, over MSK and the Grizzled Young Vets. Walter is is going to retain the United Kingdom Championship over Tommaso Ciampa, even though I think Ciampa is a slightly better wrestler. Definitely more technical. And Io Shirai is going to retain the NXT Women's Championship over Raquel Gonzalez, unless she is getting called up, and then Raquel will take it over. And we'll get a bunch of fresh opponents from there. Now, that previews everything, pretty much. And now let's move into the rest of everybody and try to uh, finish up with this pretty quickly. Uh, Impact Wrestling from last Tuesday. Fire and Flava beat Havoc and Nevaeh, who split when Nevaeh beat the crap out of Havoc. Yeah, we kind of saw this coming. Uh, it kind of sucks. They were the more established team in the division, but they weren't really ever pushing them as, as winners. So now they'll split. They'll do some things on the side. Maybe Havoc's moving on and they're wanting to push Nevaeh. I don't know. But either way, they they, they split. Good luck to them. Uh, Sammy Callahan beat Larry D in a surprisingly competitive match. It's a weird matchup for the two of them, but you know what? Larry D can hang with a lot of people, and Callahan is uh, he, he is a true mechanic, but he's an outstanding one. Brian Myers beat Suicide. Brian Myers needs to win a match here or there. Um, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton beat Josh Alexander in TJP. And in his 1,000th match, I believe, with the company, Cowboy James Storm beats Eric Young. Those two go back a long, long time. They're both originals. Uh, it's good to see them both back, and a good win for him there. AEW. Christian versus Kaz was a 17-minute classic. Everybody said it was 30 minutes. It was like 17, 18 minutes. It was quite good. Kaz put on a spectacular show. Christian did his best 
to to uh, stay up with him, and ultimately he gets the win uh, because it makes more sense for Christian to to be a strong contender versus Omega. So, uh, QT Marshall versus Cody. Cody won when uh, QT Marshall decked Arn Anderson. Uh, this is supposed to be an unsanctioned match anyway. Uh, then QT, Camarado, uh, Agogo, and another guy from the Nightmare Academy. Seems like they're starting their own faction. I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to E. Marcel Pertut with his uh, wrestling and MMA podcast the other day, where he said this. There's just way too many factions in AEW. It, it, to me, it's uh, it's like they're copying New Japan or old WCW, where there's like NWO Red, NWO Black. There's uh, the, what was it, the Latino World Order. There's um, the WCW Originals. There's it's just, Why does everybody have to be in a group? That makes no sense. Uh, Moxley beat Cesar Bonini, who did a very good job of hanging with Moxley in this particular uh, contest. I can't think of E. Marcel's. I'll look that up while we're talking. What uh, his his podcast was called. I, w- I want to get it right. Like the the verbal tap out. Does that sound right? Verbal submission podcast. There we go. Uh, besides that, always great interviews with uh, with uh, Georgia Tech and, and Georgia State people. Uh, you definitely got to check them out for that. Plus, the Sports Inquirer show, uh, fantastic. Go check that out. But uh, yeah, there's just too many groups. It's, it's it just gets lost. Speaking of which, Pinnacle and the Inner Circle had a backstage brawl, which was fantastic. It was well shot. It uh, it's going to lead to some sort of war games like match. We can just see that coming. For now, they'll just keep attacking each other and squaring off. Uh, it all started though because MJF was in the old locker room of the inner circle with the rest of the pinnacle. And he goes to open the bathroom door saying, finally, somebody will, will clean this up in here. And when he opens the door, there sends Jericho and everybody ready to uh, beat the hell out of, holy hell out of them, which they proceeded to do. But it was really funny because MJF silently or closes the door very quickly. He looks at the rest of the pinnacle and says, we should leave. And they don't get out the door fast enough. Uh, Omega and the Good Brothers took on Penta El Miedo, Phoenix and the Laredo Kid. Uh, Omega gets the pin on Laredo Kid. This was actually a pretty good match. Um, it seemed like the, uh, the, the Latin guys here, uh, the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid were actually doing a good job of carrying this match. Uh, but it ended up being a pretty good match. Uh, we got Nyla Rose and Bad Bunny, or not Bad Bunny. But uh, the Bunny versus uh, Ty Conte, who had the win over Nyla Rose last week, and uh, Hikaru Shida. Bunny gets the pin on uh, Conte. You can't pin Shida. I understand that in this situation. But you just had uh, Ty Conte beat Nyla Rose last week in one of the biggest wins of her career. And then this week, you never taking the loss. It, okay. Didn't understand that one. I think she deserved better. Then we had Arcade Anarchy, and it was. You had Orange Cassidy and Chuck E. Taylor, the Kentucky Gentleman, of course, versus uh, Kip and Miro. This had all kinds of randomness in it. It was a very cool brawl. I give them credit for this. They destroyed all kinds of things all over the area. Uh, Penelope Ford was down there. She got involved until uh, Chris Statlander suddenly came back. Looked like she had a knee injury that kept her out. She uh, looked back, looked pretty good, like she was ready to go. She took Penelope out. And then the return of Trent. And how did Trent make his entrance? He was in the middle seat of the family van, driven by his mother. Yep, Trent's mom makes an appearance as well. It was super great to see them all back. And, of course... Chuck E. Taylor, Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy with the win. And that one, they reunite with Trent. It's like all is well with the world. All is great. In Ring of Honor, Brian Johnson got the win over Danhausen. Danhausen, man, he, 
he's he's an interesting cat. But he can wrestle. And uh, Brian Johnson to be as, as straight-laced as he is, my goodness. This was, a, this was a surprisingly good match. Of course, Johnson gets a win, like I said, but uh, yeah. Oh, it's a good match. Good quality match. And then in the finale, the main event, we got Eli Isom versus LFG. LFG is one of his trainers, one of the guys who helped bring him along and everything like that. LFG, fantastic performer. Eli Isom gets the win in that one. So the big guy gets the win. He looked great in doing it. It's another uh, it's another notch on the belt. Looks like they're going to push Eli Isom a little bit now, as, as uh, they should. Push him up into the, uh, the mid-card level, I think, would be a good spot for him right now. Let him earn his teeth there. Keep him away from Shane Taylor. Destroy him. And uh, in a good way, he just he, he has no shot on Shane Taylor. Trust me. But uh, I think I think that's definitely that's definitely the uh, place to go there. Now, a couple news and notes. Uh, Will Ospreay wins the New Japan Pro Wrestling title. He is now champ champ because I believe he is junior heavyweight or something champ as well. A lot of people, including E. Marcel Pertut, did not think that Abushi uh, would lose to him. But you forget the power of Will Ospreay. He's got Jeff Cobb and Great Ocon and uh, Hanabe with them in the, what do they call it, the kingdom or the, whatever they're called. It's one of the factors again over there, but Will Ospreay is the new Kenny Omega, even though he's, he's, he's a little more innovative. And I, and I hate to compare those. I hope Will doesn't take that personal, but Kenny used to be the top dog, not from Japan. And Kenny said, hey, I'm going to stay here. I signed on to stay here and would have stayed there and probably still been on top in New Japan had the AEW stuff not happened to materialize. And so uh, he left to help start that company, and that's why he left. But Will Ospreay signed like a six-year deal like two years ago and said, I'm here. I'm here to stay. I'm learning Japanese. I'm doing all these things. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. He's turned down offers from other companies, including the big ones that we talk about on here, including smaller ones that we do not talk on here. Uh, he still wrestles other places as well, but uh, Will Ospreay is the champ over there. Congratulations, champ. You absolutely deserve it. You are one of the best in the world by far. If you have not seen a Will Ospreay match, first of all, what is wrong with you? Second of all, go watch his damn matches. Pick anybody. He's, he is a guy moving forward that they need. Definitely so. And last but not least, we heard the other day that... Paige Van Zandt's husband, or other half, however you want to say it, is going to fight Leon Edwards' brother on May 21st. Now, first of all, let me let me correct you. Completely disrespectful to say that. If they want to say that, that's on them. I personally, after that time, will not say it. It is Austin Vanderford. Takes his undefeated record, I believe, against Fabian Edwards. That's his name. I believe he is undefeated as well. And this is penciled in for May 21st. I pulled up the May 21st card a while ago on the Bellator app. It's not mentioned yet. This is something that I think is in the works. I think they are talking about. I can't wait to see it. Hopefully, you can't wait as well. But that's going to do it for us this week. Shout out to all you amazing people that make Strong Style and all of our other works at Impact Media. So much fun to come on each and every week. Uh, you guys just keep just keep knocking it out of the park. We appreciate it. We saw the numbers go up. We love questions, comments, suggestions. We're going to get to some of those one of these weeks when we're not chock full of everything. Shout out to Austin Vanderfort and Fabian Edwards, hopefully, to get this together. Shout out to Will Ospreay. Congratulations, champ, on the big win. Bellator 256 on Friday. WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. Uh, UFC Fight Night on Saturday. Who am I missing? NXT. NXT Stand and Deliver tonight on USA and Peacock. Tomorrow night on Peacock only. My goodness. Didn't even have time to get through the other stuff. But that's over an hour. I'm not going to keep you guys any longer. You guys are the best. We'll see you guys down the road. Deuces, gooses. Go watch some combat sports. Especially Thriller Fight Night next Saturday.